Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Mindset to Mastery, the podcast. I am your host, Keisha A. Rivers, President and Chief Outcome Facilitator of the CARS Group, where we facilitate outcome by equipping people to manage change. And I am excited about today's episode um, and the topic because I have been having a lot of conversations with people about how to manage change. Now, before I get started, um, I want you to understand that there's two different aspects of change that I'm talking about. One is change management where you talk about the processes and you talk about um, operating procedures and you talk about the checklist and you talk about developing a strategy of how one aspect of change or one thing that you change will actually impact everything else in the organization. And so that one is more so focused on the way that the organization operates. That is something that um, a lot of people focus on because they want to make sure that if they're making one change in one area, they want to understand the ripple effects in other areas, which is great, which is awesome. But I focus on the people side of change because one thing that you have to realize is that regardless of how much change happens in an organization about you know what when you shift direction anything that happens within the organization it is only going to be as successful as the people in the organization so if you don't pay attention to how your people manage change, if you don't pay attention to their engagement, if you are not focused on their learning, if you do not provide them with sound leadership, then how are you going to ensure their success? So part of what I do is I focus on making sure that people are engaged, that they're learning, that they're led, that they're equipped to handle and sustain change in a positive way that is going to lead to success both for them individually and for the organization as a whole. So for today's topic, we are going to talk about change or chaos. You decide. And I know that when I talk to clients and I talk to people in organizations and there's these huge shakeups going on, and I've seen organizations where they've done massive shakeups and reorgs, and it goes very, very smoothly, and people are happy about it. And then I've seen organizations where there's massive shakeups and reorganizations, and people are jumping ship and they feel lost and they feel like there's no trust and they don't understand where they're going. So in today's episode, I'm gonna to talk to you about the difference between change and chaos in the organization and how you can manage your people through it, how you can equip them to be able to manage themselves and to be able to be successful regardless of which comes their way. Of course, you can understand that I have a preference for which one I would, I would prefer um, happen, but we're gonna talk about the difference between both. So what happens with change? Change usually involves facing different realities, um, adapting to them in a systematic, intentional way. Chaos, on the, under, on the other hand, is change unchecked. It is unmonitored, it's unresolved, it's, it's unsupervised, it doesn't have any direction. And so far too many organizations, teams, and people learn how to just function in chaos because they mistakenly believe that they're learning how to manage change. Now, chaos is something completely different. 
Chaos is upheaval. Chaos is something that comes out of the blue. Chaos is something that has no order to it. But there are so many organizations and so many departments and so many teams where people are always looking at, well, this is a change environment. You have to be quick on your feet. You have to be able to adapt. You have to be able to adjust. So because of that, this is just an environment that we have to get used to. But what are you doing to your people? If you have an environment that is full of chaos and upheaval and there's no direction and people don't feel safe and they don't feel like they can, they can trust you or the organization, how do you believe that's going to impact their work? How is that going to impact their uh, attention to detail, their productivity, and how is that going to help them to maintain a sense of connection and engagement? with the organization. So let's examine two different scenarios that will will paint a picture of the difference between the two. So in one scenario, imagine that you walk into work and there's an email marked urgent and it's informing you of new protocols and changes to your team and the department effective immediately. The email includes a checklist of items that you must now do and comply with new regulations, um, new team members that you're going to be working with. And when you start asking around to your colleagues, nobody seems to know what to do or who to ask for help. There's no additional information forthcoming. There's no meeting that's scheduled. You're simply expected to pick up the pieces based on the information that you received and to move forward to continue to do what has now become your new job. So how would you feel? How would you react? What is it that you are expected to do at this moment? Now, contrast that with you walking in and your team has been in talks with management for the past couple of the past few months about what outcomes are expected, what direction you want to go in, how the current actions are performing, whether they're supporting and leading to the outcomes or whether they're 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 falling short, you know, what the new vision may look like. Everyone has a chance to contribute, everyone has a chance to participate in the discussion. You share articles, you talk about case studies and best practices, you talk to other people in other departments who have gone through similar things. And you you discuss what's discovered and agreed upon by the team about what it is that you're deciding to do, how you're going to change what's being done. You discuss new protocols, you discuss new, um, new, new organization charts, you discuss how your team is going to shift in terms of adding people or shifting people's responsibilities. And you have an opportunity to digest what's going on, to give feedback, and you are a part of the team that publicizes what happens, and you have identified people who are going to be the go-to for people to ask questions. Now, which one of those two scenarios would you most likely want to be a part of? Which one of them seems more like chaos, and which one of them seems more like managed change? So which one 
unfortunately, do you usually see? Now, I granted the first, you know, example may be a little bit extreme, but how many times do you get emails that are telling you about a change that's coming up that you have to implement and you had no idea that the change was even coming? How many times do people, you know, arbitrarily, it seems, imposes a different direction, a new vision, a new scope, and they don't tell you and you have no idea that this is happening? How long does it take you to adjust? How long does it take you to adapt? Two different things I want you to think about. Chaos is haphazard. It's reactionary. It's short-lived. It's whatever's the latest flavor of the day. It's we're going to make these changes and we're going to make these shifts. And even if the change was thought about and debated and, 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 and researched beforehand by another segment of the organization, if everybody wasn't aware of it beforehand, if there wasn't a period of time where you were able to kind of present it and open it up for questions and open it up and allow people to be able to give their input and to ask questions and to feel as if they're kind of wrapping their minds around this, Even if you plan it or your management team plans it, if you don't give your employees and your team and the people who are going to be responsible for implementing it a heads up and an opportunity to weigh in, then what you're doing is you're setting yourself up for chaos. You're setting your team up for chaos. They're going to feel blindsided. They're going to feel as if they had no say-so that this was coming down the pipeline and now they're trying to adjust. They're trying to figure out, how do I make this work now? Because what you've done is you have actually betrayed their trust. When we talk about change or chaos, chaotic environments are the number one reason why trust is eroded in an organization. It is the number one reason why you have people who, when you say things, when your team says things or your management says things, people are kind of like, yeah, but we'll see. Because your actions don't match up with what you say. But change, on the other hand, is strategic in terms of being well thought out and you have an opportunity to look at the ripple effects and how it's going to impact everybody and how it's going to touch everybody. It's systematic because you have a plan for how you're going to change things. You don't just jump right in. You have a plan for the rollout. And three, it's sustainable. Managed change is something that occurs over time. You will hear me say often enough that change is a process that begins with an event. Chaos focuses on the event. But change, managed change, understands that the event is a catalyst, but the process is what has to be managed. The process is where you support your people. The process is where you communicate. The process is where you provide additional learning opportunities and training. The process is where you lead people. The process is where you engage. The process is where success and failure is actually determined. So if you're looking at cultivating a environment where change is managed, where your people are equipped to be able to pivot and and to make adjustments, you have to create an environment where change is welcome. 
and you're like, wait, whoa, why would I welcome change? I love the way things are going. We're being successful. I'm in my sweet spot. I'm in my niche. I know what I'm doing. I can come in here and work on autopilot. But if you're in a scenario or a situation where you're not being challenged anymore, where it's automatic for you to do certain things and you're not even thinking about what you're doing or how you're doing it and you can't even determine or explain how you get the results that you get, then maybe it is time for change. Maybe it is time to shake things up. But even if you want to shake things up, you still have to do it in a systematic way. You still have to equip your people to be able to understand the event as being a catalyst and being able to manage themselves throughout the process of change. Because change only happens in opportunities and in environments where you can sustain support, you can sustain new direction, you can sustain new protocols, you can sustain new actions. And success begins in the mind. So how do your people think about change? How do you think about change? If someone in your organization said that there are changes coming, how do you think about that? What do you react to? How how was your reaction? What do you say in your mind and what do you feel in your heart about how this is going to go? That tells you a lot about how how you perceive change in your organization. That tells you a lot as to whether or not you think this is all chaos or this is actually something that is a good thing, that is something that can be sustained. I remember so many years ago when I was teaching um, in the classroom and I was involved in schools, every single time we had a new program that was released or a new curriculum or a new approach and they pulled us out of classrooms to be able to to have us attend these in-services and doing all this training on all these new materials that, that the district just invested, you know, thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars in. And all the time, I would see teachers who had been there for years who would say, yeah, I'm not too excited. This too will pass. And I kept looking at them and I said, you know, this is the latest thing. This is something that's great. You know, it's going to help us in the classroom. It's going to enable us to serve our students better. This is going to be awesome. And they look at it and they say, well, they're always coming up with the next best thing. So think about that for a minute. If you're in an organization where it seems like you're always coming up with the next best thing, you're not really in an environment that is welcoming to change or promotes change or supports change. You're in an environment that is actually kind of bordering on chaotic because decisions that are made should not be made because it's the next best thing. It's the next new thing. Decisions should be made on information, on data, on reflection in terms of case study, on best practices, on what is this going to do for our organization, for our engagement, how are we going to support this, and how is this ultimately going to get us to our actual destination, our outcome, and what we want to see happen. So if you're thinking about change in your organization, and you're thinking about change within your teams, because this can be a macro level or it can be a micro level. And and honestly, change has to be managed at both, the macro and the micro level. If you are in a team 
and you're working within your, your work group and your particular team or your department or your division or your, your site, whatever it is, wherever your circle of influence is, I need you to start thinking about how does change fit with the overall outcomes that you want to see? Then how will this change be supported? Not just technical support, not just supported in terms of resources and, um, and, 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 you know, software and, you know, new protocols and, and all of that. Not just that. Yes, that's the kind of support that you need to have also because, you know, there are some administrative type stuff and organizational management type stuff that you need to focus on. But I'm also talking about what kind of support are you going to have for your people? Are you going to do peer coaching groups? Are you going to have partners where they're accountable to each other? Are you going to have peer coaching? Are you going to have allies that walk alongside people and help them to be able to get acclimated? How are you going to support your people? Are you going to have additional learning opportunities and training? Um, are you going to have troubleshooting opportunities? Are you going to have people designated as the go-to for questions and answers? Are you going to have someone who walks through them side by side and walking them through what this looks like in action? What types of support are you going to provide? And then thinking about how are you communicating change? Is this something that comes down in a, a one-shot memo that everybody gets? Or is it something that starts with rumor? Because somebody overheard somebody else telling that this is something that's going to be coming down and nobody really knows. So there's widespread speculation. How are you communicating the change? Chaos comes down with a top-down mentality and a do as I say, not as I do, don't question me. This is what you do if you want to keep your job. But true, systematic, sustainable, strategic change has a communication strategy. It has a strategy for how we're going to make sure that people understand what this is. How are we going to communicate it? How are we going to paint the picture of the vision? How are we going to present it in a way that allows and encourages engagement and encourages discussion and encourages connection? How are we going to manage the opportunity for our organization to become better and for our people to join us in this journey. And then how are you going to assess the process of change and evaluate the progress of change? And those are two entirely different things. You have to look at what is the process we're going through? How did we roll this out? How did we explain what is new? How did we provide training and development on what is expected? How did we make sure that what we're doing and how we're doing is doing it is actually reaching the people and it's, and it's enabling them to understand it and embrace what's going on? Do we need to do one-on-one? -on -one? Do we need to do small groups? Do we need to have a, a library of video tutorials? How are we how are we managing this process? Are we, you know, imp are we implementing widespread change in one fell swoop across the entire organization? Or are we looking at doing it in teams and groups and having a process of rolling it out to make sure that we're testing for things that aren't going right and we're tweaking it and we're making it better as we go along? Doing it that way 
actually gives you a group of people who are more experienced and knowledgeable and have gone through the process that can now serve as mentors and peer coaches to other people who are going through the process later. You never want to have a, a widespread change that happens all at once where you don't have anybody that's experienced to serve as the go-to. You always want to make sure that there's a rollout phase for it and that people are given time to adjust. One thing that you have to recognize about change is that in order for someone to be open to receiving change, in order for someone to be open to experiencing change, to embracing change, to fully accepting it and being on board with it so that they can be successful, you have to make sure that they understand that they've got help and that they're not the only ones. And you have to allay their fears. Everybody fears the unknown. That's the way we're, 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 we're designed as human beings. And if we don't have anything to connect it to, if we don't have anything that we already know of that's familiar, that's going to help us kind of navigate through this new process, then we're gonna be a lot more resistant to it. So how are you gonna connect the dots between what's new and what's already been done? How are you gonna make that connection for them so that they feel more secure and more safe? How are you gonna develop a culture of trust and collaboration and learning and innovation that will welcome change? What is it that you're going to do and what needs to be done within your organization, within your team, within your group to have people be open to not only accepting changes that come, but questioning the changes that come. The why behind it, the how behind it, you know, what's next with it. You have to provide an opportunity for people to embrace the change. The only way they're going to embrace the change is if they can connect to it, if they understand it, if it's been clearly communicated, if they can see themselves in it, and if they understand how what they do impacts it and how it impacts them. So you can't spend your time within organizations and within teams saying that, hey, I'm the leader, I'm the manager, I'm the supervisor, the buck stops with me and what I say goes. That doesn't work with kids and it doesn't work with adults. You have to plan your change. You have to manage your change. You have to provide support for your change. You have to, and you have to create a culture that is welcoming of change. And in order to do that, you have to address engagement. You have to allow opportunities for your people to feel as if they are a part of something bigger and that they matter. You have to provide a way for them to dip their toes in, get their feet wet, gradually wade into the deeper waters. Now, I am not saying that if there are, if there are times when you have to make a sharp pivot and things have to change because you're reacting to a situation, I get it. That happens. And you may not have time to go through all the steps that I outlined today. But if your culture is one that embraces change, if your culture is one that embraces innovation, if your culture is one that embraces collaboration, that is one that's supportive of each other, is one that people understand the vision and how it's communicated, 
and they're easy they're they're able to easily pivot because they trust each other because they trust you because they understand that things happen change even immediate change even when you have to make a pivot that begins with your culture that begins with your process that begins with your communication that begins with your support that begins with how you interact with and show your people that they matter it all begins with how your people think about their role in the company about how the company interacts with them and how it treats them and about how they interact with and treat each other so you can't have change that's going to lead to sustained outcomes and success if you have a culture that is dysfunctional if you have a culture that thrives on chaos and turmoil and upheaval if you have a culture where people don't feel safe where people don't trust what's being said or what's being done where people don't have a connection that lets them know how they fit in this new paradigm how they fit in this new model everybody wants to know what's in it for me how does this impact me how does this affect me everybody wants to know that that's the first question that they have so when you're looking at the difference between change and chaos first question you need to ask you need to have answers to and present before they even ask how is this going to impact you what is it that we're going to do to support you what does this look like for you and what does this mean for you so there's really no reason for organizations to end up in chaotic um environments all the time always reacting never responding never planning never being strategic if your organization is always reacting then that means that you're not managing the process of change that means you're not managing the process of engaging your people of training them and developing them through learning and of leading them effectively so that they can not only understand the change that's coming but they can embrace the change that's coming and then they they can sustain the change that has come you cannot have sound change you cannot have you know sound outcomes you cannot have success without those three things so i hope this has been helpful for you i hope this is something that has caused you to rethink the way that your organization manages change or the way you cause chaos depending on 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 the example i hope that you've started to look at the way your people are equipped for change and for managing change that comes in different ways and if you're not sure about how you need to manage this if you're not sure about how you need you know the first step to talk about this or to start this then contact me you can reach me at my website at carsgroup.com that's k a r s group.com remember we specialize in facilitating outcomes by equipping people to manage change and we do so by enhancing engagement by by facilitating learning and by encouraging leadership and if you're working in an organization and you want to have me come and speak by all means reach out go to my website you can find me on twitter you can find me on linkedin but you can also join my 2020 executive resource group cohort 
where you have different leaders that come together and figure out the best way to manage change. You can find information about that on my website. There are going to be a number of opportunities coming forward for you to provide insight and feedback and for you to participate both virtually and in person in boot camps and symposiums and summits that's going to help you to be able to equip the people who matter most in your organization, your people. You don't want to set yourself up and set your organization up for failure for the reason that you did not effectively think about how all of this impacts your people and the best way to equip them to be able to be successful and to embrace the new and to be innovative in their designing of solutions and an innovative and welcoming and trusting of the things that are coming forth in the organization. Change is a process that begins with an event. The way people react to the event sets up the way they respond to the process. If you are not cultivating a culture of trust and one where your people feel empowered and engaged, then you are setting yourself up for failure. Instead, contact me and set yourself up for success. Until next time.